Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Podcast wherever you get your pods. The 76ers used all three of their draft picks. Lauren Rosen, are you surprised? I wouldn't say I'm surprised. I think anytime you go into a draft night, I've done a few drafts in my day, actually, now that we've gotten to this point. You have to be prepared for all sorts of outcomes. And one of the outcomes that I prepared for was the Sixers making all three of their picks, getting guys they're excited about. And that is exactly what happened. It was a relatively active night for the 76ers. With the 28th pick in the 2021 NBA draft, the Philadelphia 76ers select Jaden Springer. I'm Brian Seltzer. Jaden Springer out of Tennessee, the Sixers' top selection. They also targeted size with two picks late in the second round. That's the percent with another easy finish. Charles Bassett, look at him, extremely mobile. And guess what else he does? He gives you unbelievable rim protection. We break down the Sixers' 2021 draft night on this Instant Reaction Pod, the 76ers Podcast Network. And why don't, Lauren, we begin with a soundbite that I shall cue up for us all to listen to. Here we go from the president of basketball operations, Daryl Morey, after the draft went final. I view the draft as just the really important blocking and tackling that you do if you're going to have a consistent winner like we plan to have here in Philly. And look, it goes into a lot of the little things that an NBA staff does um, obviously, and players do with offseason work, working on skills. These are the things that don't, you know, don't pay off right away, but over time they become really important. Um, they make you more flexible in free agency because you know you have uh, you know Maxi coming along, like because Maxi you know showed us so much in year one. Now now you can use your free agent dollars other places and uh, you know give him a real shot. So um, it's it's really important and subtle and pushes you forward, and you have to you have to do you have to do well, and hopefully we've. We're going to continue to do that. We'll start wide, Lauren Rosen, with this dissection of the draft. 
That, I would say, is a soundbite with some substance, a true look into the mind, a sharp mind of Daryl Morey going into his philosophy about the draft. And I like that he hearkened back to Tyrese. That's exactly how you and I started out our night on our pre-draft show. This is a team that's had a lot of success drafting in the 20s, drafting in the 40s, drafting in the 50s. Um, And Daryl, of course, hopes to continue that trend that the Sixers started before he arrived and he continued as he arrived. And based on the way that he spoke afterwards, it seems he's really confident that that trend is going to continue, but also that he's appreciative of, of those that have helped him continue that trend. We're going to play some more sound from Daryl Morey as this edition of the pod goes along. But I think my main takeaway was the Sixers had a plan, a solid plan going into draft night. Um, one plan that they thought would pan out, and the night did kind of go that way for the Sixers. They wanted to possibly address a two-way backcourt player in the first round. They felt like there was some talent to be had in terms of good potential for bigs later on in the draft. And Earlier in the day, the day started with us learning that Daryl Morey made a move to acquire an additional pick, pick number 53 from the New Orleans Pelicans, and the Sixers were able to get some prospects that I think fit the mold of what they were looking for and what they were able to pick up in Jaden Springer and also Philip Petrasev and Charles Bassey. Well, and, and guys that check very different boxes, right? Even the two front court guys that they chose have have a lot of differences. And, and I like, I hope that I'm not spoiling a quote that you've chosen for later on um, in this podcast. But Daryl was very matter of fact about the front court depth. It's an issue that, that Doc Rivers raised during the playoffs and Daryl wanted to address immediately. And when he was asked about it, he addressed it immediately. He said, there you go. Boom, depth. And he's right. Giving some options. A growing Paul Reed adds to that depth. And of course, that group is headlined by perhaps the best front court player in the league. Really cool to see what's going to go on there with with Joel sort of becoming the veteran of the group. Going to be really interesting to see him continue to grow a, a, as a leader and, and maybe as the leader of that group. That soundbite, Lauren, not in fact one of the handful on my list, but it was a great one. Daryl, even Good at... Good telepathy then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> even at 126 in the morning on Friday... After not just a long day, but probably long days, weeks, and months of prepping for this draft, still very lucid, very eloquent, and insightful. Let's start with Jaden Springer, the number 28 overall pick in this year's draft. I kind of think, Lauren, the phrase, oh, so many years young, is cliched when we say, oh, that person's oh, so many years young, or whatever. But Jaden Springer really is 18 years young. He's young. He's going to turn 19 on September 25th, but still, listen, I'm 36. That's a baby. I'll be honest. I think you consider me a baby, but I looked at a 2002 birthday and I was like, oh man, I'm getting up there at this point. (laughs) We're going to have a guy play who was born in 2002, but yeah, so young. And as Daryl said, established himself in college at that young age. So it feels that the sky is the limit. It feels that the ceiling is really high. Um, and I know it's a group that's looking forward to, to welcoming Springer into the into the roster, into the potential summer league roster, which I think we might touch on at the end of this at some point. But going to be cool to see him continue his growth, which has already obviously come a really long way in a short amount of time as a 76er. Springer played 25 games for Tennessee last season, averaged 12.5 points, 3.5 boards, Three assists per game. He shot 43.5% from three, 81% from the line, and 
just over 46.5% from the field overall. Limited sample size from three. If anyone out there has not done their homework yet on Springer and you want to learn more, Lauren wrote a great recap about that. Some quick facts on Springer. What was your biggest takeaway? What was the most interesting nugget that you mined and uncovered? I would not call it a feature by any means. Oh, but well, I, did I did not say feature. Sure. I said article, I think. I, I, I was, oh, I was not even that might feature. be generous. <laughs> we called it quick facts. That's exactly what it is. Yes. But my favorite quick fact, perhaps one that I didn't realize until we started doing our research on Mr. Jaden Springer, is that his dad, Gary Springer, who was an All-American at Iona College, also was drafted by the 76ers. We love what a nugget like that. Yes, we really, love it. Really, really cool. Really cool. So awesome to see that it's in the family. Really looking forward to getting to meet him and speak with him in the coming days. Jaden coming from a family, as Lauren said, with voluminous basketball pedigree. Not just his dad, but his brothers played in college as well. Um, and Iona and Army, so great pedigree from Jaden Springer, who is bidding to become perhaps the most successful Springer of the bunch in the NBA. Daryl Morey likes the young man. Jaden's really exciting, boy. I know GMs get killed for talking about upside, but I mean, he's not 19 yet. You know, already already a productive player at Tennessee. We feel good about his ability to be a 3 and D player in this league. We all know how valuable they are. He was a top high school recruit. Position where you could see a path to him uh, potentially getting on the floor. Usually it takes a rookie more than a year, but you never know. Sounds like, Lauren, lots of people bullish and convinced that the defense of Springer could cut it at the NBA level. Something that was raised in Maury's press conference after the draft was the volume of threes that Springer took um, in his single season at Tennessee last year. Um, he shot only 46 threes. He made 20 of them. That's pretty darn good. But that was something that Daryl Morey seemed comfortable with. He seemed to be okay based on other things that the Sixers were looking at and making their evaluation. Well, and if we're honest, it doesn't feel, and, and Daryl talked about this, that they're going to be relying on him for heavy productivity, at least not in his rookie season. And of course, look to Tyrese Maxey, someone that they didn't expect to rely on as much as they did. That certainly doesn't mean that Jaden's not going to find a way to, to make a big impact. But good to know that he can shoot at the clip that he shot at in college, perhaps eventually ramp up to a bigger role, to a larger sort of 3 and D role with an NBA team, but a lot of potential there and some time to grow. I, I liked that Daryl didn't seem to be putting any pressure on him to come in and take control of the offense or anything like that at such a young age on such a good team. Yeah, Daryl really made it sound like the case of Tyrese Maxey and what Tyrese was able to do, particularly in the postseason, perhaps within the context of a team like the 76ers, where they at where they're at with their timeline. An exception, not the expectation or the rule. But, um, yeah, bullish, very bullish. It sounded like he and the scouting staff were on Springer. And one other thing that Daryl talked about as far as projecting out the three-point shooting of Springer, I think two things, tell me, Lauren, if I'm, I'm not remembering this right, um, that they felt projected well was that Springer has good touch in their mind around the rim and that he can shoot his free throws pretty well. He shot 81% last year, but Daryl, I think, was saying that there were other signs, things like that, that would point to the three-point shooting at some point down the road coming along and being effective at the NBA level for Springer. Well, first of all, I don't know if I'm the one you want correcting you if you're wrong at 3 a.m. <laughs> I'm not necessarily... <laughs> 
able to do that. But what I can do is add to what you said. We haven't really talked about his defense yet, and, and that, of course, is sort of what he's become known for and going to be cool to see the Sixers add a really young defender to an existing core of really strong defenders. Seems like he's going to have some pretty solid role models as he moves forward in his NBA career. And a young core, too, Lauren, that could be developing in the 76ers backcourt, going to that notion that Daryl was talking about of, the draft being a building block for sustaining winning for a franchise. You have someone like Maxi, Isaiah Joe, who everyone thinks has some promise. Um, obviously, there's someone like a Shake Milton in the fold right now. And then you add Jaden Springer to the mix and the 76ers working on a perhaps young backcourt group that they're looking to develop. No doubt about it. Some really exciting guys across the roster. That's something that I was able to speak with Daryl Morey about. It's pretty rare, he says, to have a really good group of established veterans being pushed by a really promising group of youngsters. He says a lot of teams have one, but not the other. They have the established veterans. They have the all-stars, but they don't have the youngsters to push them. Or they're just a team of youngsters that, that don't have a lot to look up to. And this team, no matter how it is composed when the regular season begins, certainly does check both of those boxes. We said part one, phase one of the 76ers draft plan on Thursday was to hopefully get a two-way guard in the first round, checkbox next to that. And then in the second round, the mission was to acquire some front court depth and young talent. We thought the depth at the big spot was really, really strong this year. We had a group of bigs we thought could make it to that the early 50s. Uh, and we thought there'd be a strong non-big, and that sort of rough plan played out. doesn't always, <laughs> so, but it did tonight. Really learned for the first time, at least in my time doing this, being with the 76ers and covering the draft, a mostly predictable, nothing totally out of left field, draft night, which in some ways may not be someone's cup of tea. But I'll be honest with you, I was ready for it. I was ready for a more plain Jane draft night. And being on the ground, it was a very calm, collected, streamlined draft night. And it felt nice to get some normalcy, just sort of aside from basketball, aside from what went down in terms of picks, in terms of moves. It was awesome to have a traditional draft night. It feels like nature might be healing a little bit. Yes. (laughs) Yes, indeed. So about the two bigs that the 76ers acquired in the second round, pick number 50, which the Sixers got in a deal with the Knicks, was... Phil Petrosev, 6'11", 235, perhaps as far as how his game might translate to the NBA, more of a stretch four, small ball five than a traditional center. But he played two really strong years at Gonzaga. He was the conference player of the year his second season. Um, he averaged 17.5 points, eight rebounds per game. Um, but then he went overseas and he played in the Adriatic League in Serbia. He was the MVP there last year. Averaged 21 points per game, and he played for the team Megalex. Uh, I think it's called actually something else now, but it was at one point Megalex, and that was uh, the team that Timothy Luau Cabarro played for, Nikola Jokic, um, Zubac from the Clippers. So he got some good pro experience under his belt. Goga Bataze. Yes. One. All of a sudden, I'm I'm such a connoisseur of international basketball. I feel really good about this. Yeah. Um, Love, love, love to see that he comes from a pedigree like that. And, of course, having that college experience at a high level as well. Going to be really cool to see how he can fuse the different types of experience, the the perspectives that he's gathered in still a very young career and is able to translate that into pro basketball in the U.S. eventually. And what I like is that he played at a winning program in Gonzaga, surrounded by some players that had pro potential and went on to 
playing the pros like Rui Achimura. Um, as far as what Daryl Morey said after the draft on Thursday, um, he acknowledged that this might not be an immediate contributor for the 76ers here in the United States. TBD on that. But like what we've seen in the past, thinking back to guys like, I think this is the case. I mean, it feels like it's really long ago, but Furkan and um, I can't even, I actually can't remember if Dario played in summer league before he played here. I don't think he did. Um, But anyhow, it's not uncommon for a European player that was drafted to come play in summer league, go back overseas, finish out whatever the arrangement is there, and then come back to the United States to the NBA to later points. So maybe we see that from Petrosev. Furkan, of course, grew into a little bit of a summer league legend, and you never know. Summer league is, of course, Celts, where legends are made. And here we go, getting ready for another summer league in which Daryl Morey did say that he anticipates all three of these new Sixers being able to play. Of course, you never know what could happen, especially when you're dealing with with folks overseas. But we'll be exciting to to get to see these draft picks in a little over a week, playing live ball. It's awesome. Fantastic. I've not done much advanced scouting for the 76ers summer league team as far as draft talent they acquired, anything like that. But of what I have seen, the most footage I've looked at is of Charles Bassey. And I like it. Energetic. Feisty. Super speedy rim runner. I've heard an elite shot blocker as well. Just to give the people a little background, I just got home, so I have not looked (laughs) at any film yet. I... (laughs) I literally am car to pod right now, but I'm looking forward to pouring over some film. What did you see when you checked him out? Just a high-energy guy, guy that runs end-to-end um, and is a great presence around the rim. They, The Hilltoppers found him for, oh, I'm not, it's it's 3 o'clock, so they found him at the old top of the hill. They found him for the lob a lot. He was able to get behind defenses, finish strong at the rim, Shot blocker, rebounder, last year, 17.5 points, 11.5 rebounds. Has some stretch big potential. Definitely more of a NBA 5, for sure, type presence. Um, At least at this stage of the game, it would seem. But yeah, three years of uh, of NCAA experience under his belt at Western Kentucky. He's going to turn 21 in October. Got a really massive wingspan. I like it. I like it. I like the I like the top of the hill pun. I got to be honest with you. I think some of the best jokes, the best corny humor comes between the hours of like three and five in the morning. As you know, I'm not going to subject <laughs> the, the pod listeners to my joke that I had yesterday around the same time. Um, maybe one day. But yeah, great humor in the middle of the night. I was all about it. I think when you look at the draft hall, the three selections for the 76ers in total, it's a nice profile for this group. You have two-way potential in the backcourt, You've got a stretch-ish big in Petrosev, um, and then you got you know some some five potential with some energy at Bassey. I'm all about it. I agree with you. Cool to see three players with some distinct skill sets bringing different things to the table, as was the case with three from last season. And it'll be cool to see if if they see a similar progression in their respective rookie years. I'm also pumped that Summer League is back this year, and we will be seeing it in not too long. The Sixers are actually going to take their Summer League team out to Las Vegas a couple days ahead of time. I would be surprised if they were the only team to do that. I would expect a handful of teams to do this, have a mini camp out there in Vegas, which the Sixers have done in the past, and then they start playing 
the games on August 9th. They have four games plus one if they don't make it to the championship final. So that should be great. Hopefully we see all these draft picks out there in Las Vegas. Um, One thing, though, Lauren, before we wrap this up, because we're going to hear from a lot of these prospects in the days to come. Um, we got some insight. We got some news. A little bit of an update, a modest update from Daryl Morey about the main big fella, the MVP candidate. Let's hear about it. Joel Embiid update. Joel has been in the gym. He was in the gym today working on his game. He has a plan with our medical staff, and uh, we feel good about it, and we are not concerned about him medically at all. Great. Great. I think that if you're a 76ers fan, that's the update you want. He's a man with a plan. <laughs> He's Joel Embiid. I'm sorry. That's, I gotta, I'll see myself out. <laughs> and you know what though? I know that part of him being in the gym may be to make sure everything's cool with the meniscus and all that. But I love hearing that Joel Embiid's in the gym for whatever reason. That's great. I can, I can envision something in my mind right now. The facility, the training complex in Camden, Joel Embiid checking in. To me, that's a good thing. It's poetic on draft day. A lot of guys are out of market, understandably. A lot of guys are not from Philadelphia. But to know that Joel is still around and, and still putting in work on such a big day when other things are sort of a buzz at the complex, the complex feels more like the complex when Joel Embiid is there putting up shots. And on draft day, he was. It's almost time. Time for that sacred thing we call rest. We know, Lauren, you're not getting much of that these days. You are on the beat following Matisse Thibel with great expertise in his Olympic medal pursuits. Um, we also had a long day on draft day. I, I got to say, the picks, they seem exciting. My highlight was helping Tyrese Maxey open his ears to the world of Twitter spaces. To me, that was a lot of fun. That is a good tease for those of you listening. Selton and I are going to be doing a little bit more Twitter spaces action. On now we have to. Twitter. Th- th- this and, was a and- val- validation of that. And the tease is as follows. You never know who's going to log on. If Celt and I aren't enough for you, I guess I understand. But you never know who's going to drop in. It's kind of like the comedy seller in New York. You know how sometimes like really good comics just sort of show up unannounced? Well, Tyrese Maxey did that on Twitter Spaces tonight with me and Celt. And it was a lot of fun to hear some of his draft memories, learn some insights that he had playing Against Springer in AAU, he had some strong impressions, some positive impressions of his new teammate. So you never know who's going to log on to Twitter spaces when you see that notification. Make sure you're there because they're not recorded. It's gone. It's out into the abyss. And if you weren't there listening to Tyrese, sorry. He's just, I'm a fan of him as a human being. Delightful. Delightful. Always great energy. stumbled upon our Twitter spaces and made it better for having done so. Told us how he's hanging out with mom and dad, watching the first part of the draft. Gets a guy he knows and Jaden Springer into the fold. Two SEC products. Wonder if we see Tyrese out in Vegas. TBD. I wonder. We'll have to tune in and see. All right, Lauren. Exceptional work. We look forward to your continuing coverage of the draft and getting ready for Summer League in the days ahead. Thank you, everyone out there, for listening. As always, if you haven't had a pod Oh, we had the Matisse one about the Olympics, but we've been a little bit infrequent and irregular in our cadence, but uh, that is going to change with the Summer League schedule picking up. So starting next week, look for our stuff on the regular as we check in from Summer League and um, have some basketball to watch. The 76ers should be fun. Really looking forward to it. We will be back. Thank you, as always, Celts, for leading us through the darkness. 
past 3 a.m. As they say, good draft, good night. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.